are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me at Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me today is a special guest host. Matt is squeezing in one last vacation, one last trip before the football season starts. I've got my buddy Scott Connor here. Uh, hopefully you know Scott. You can follow him on Twitter at CharlesChillFFB. Scott is also the host of the Dynasty and Chill podcast, a co-worker of mine over at Dynasty League Football. Scott, how's it going, man? Ryan, what's going on? It's been uh, way too long since we've been on a pod together, and uh, I have big shoes to fill for uh, Mr. Williamson while he's away, getting ready for uh, the upcoming yeah. season. So glad to be here. We are glad to have you. You are uh, you're one of my favorite people in the industry, one of my favorite dynasty analysts, definitely one of my go-to guys. I hit up Scott when I have uh, tough trade offers and things like that. Uh, so he's one of my go-tos. He should be one of your go-tos as well. And we are continuing the series that, uh, that, that was started yesterday. We're talking win now trade targets. Uh, Kate and, uh, Kate and Marcus hit you with the quarterbacks yesterday. We're going to talk wide receivers today, those pass catching targets. And, and here's the situation. I've got a couple teams like this, Scott, you, you probably have uh, a ton that you're looking at as contenders. I know you play in many dynasty leagues. But you're, the season is getting closer. You, you've got a contending team, but maybe you need that one more piece. You're looking for one more wide receiver uh, to, to kind of put you over the top and make you a contender. That's, that's what we want to talk about today. Do you have a name for us, Scott? I do. I'm going to come out of the gates with a little bit of a bang here, and I'm going to throw out one. Okay. People probably don't associate with like win now, score a ton of points, uh, but I'll go Rashad Bateman. And I, okay. I think it's a twofold bet. I think it is a guy that the, the gates are open for a potential 25 plus market share season, right? 25% market share, more mm-hmm. season. Yep. Now the question becomes what the mark, what's that market share going to be of in terms of attempts, right? Like if it's only 450 attempts, is that really going to get you there to be like a high end wide receiver one? Probably not. Uh, but I also think that Bateman is one of those where, I can buy on a contending roster. He could potentially give me a 27, 28% market share, kind of like DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin last couple of years, right? And still give me production, production that's going to be in my lineup, even in a shallower league. But I think the other part of the cool bet with Bateman is that the community has valued him basically from the get-go. And I think you actually could turn him into even more points if he starts producing early on in the season. I mean, he is my one candidate where as much as you might say, eh, you know, don't overrate these guys, the wide receivers, like after Chase and Jefferson, there's Lamb by default, but then it's kind of like, who who's going to make up the next four, five, six slots? And I think Bateman is the one guy, if he went out, posted a top 15 season, you know, our space is going to bolt him way up, mm-hmm. right? Just because of where he was before and, and where he's come from last year. So I think he's a player that can produce could easily be a top 24 receiver, maybe top 15. But I think his trade value, you could go in the season and be like, look, everybody, Bateman smashing. You could buy two pieces for him in the season, which is going to be even more points. So I just think the track for him, if you hit on him, there's like three ways you could win. It could be his production, 
could be his future trade value or could be his liquidation in the season and get two win now pieces. I love this one. Um, you know, I, and, and I knew I knew you wouldn't have one of those cookie cutter answers. I've I've got some cookie cutters for you, and we we can talk about these guys as well. But uh, I love that you went with a young guy uh, as, as your first trade target for our win now team, and I love that you went with a player who's who's already pretty expensive and gaining value. You made some good points there. Uh, Bateman is the wide receiver 19 in the latest uh, ADP over at Dynasty League Football. And of course, that represents a, a pretty significant jump, uh, really even just over the past few months since the Hollywood Brown trade, etc. But you're right. We're already valuing this guy pretty highly. And I mean, even think about the path of, of a guy like T. Higgins. I mean, T. Higgins is, has certainly been good, right? I don't think he's been great. I mean, if you look at his seasonal finishes, and that's that's definitely not that's not everything that we want to look at, but they're not that impressive. Um, and T. Higgins is the wide receiver seven at 23 years old. Could that be Bateman next year at pushing the top five? Absolutely, it could be. Um, so you're spot on. Whether you want to um, to ride Bateman out and and hope that he gains that gains that expected value that you talk about. Or if you flip him for uh, for some other production or other pieces on the come up, either way you can win that one. So I, I like that call. Uh, like I said, I went with some cookie cutters, uh, but but I like my guys here. Mike Evans, wide receiver, twenty forty three overall in our ADP, a twenty eight percent twenty eight percent of his games the past two years he's been a top twelve fantasy wide receiver. Um, he, he's been in the top ten twice in the past four years, along with a wide receiver 15 season, a wide receiver 13 season. We know the deal with Mike Evans and with this Tampa Bay offense. Questions about Chris Godwin, obviously. Uh, Bateman's going to be expensive, probably worth it. Mike Evans is going to be a little bit cheaper and definitely worth it. Scott, what's your general opinion about buying these veterans? Um, certainly a different case than than a guy like Bateman or, or T. Higgins. Uh you're you're one piece away again. Are you more likely to to pay the big price for a young guy who might make an impact multiple ways, or are you going Evans or one of these other veterans? Well, I think a guy with Evans, you're probably looking at, you know, if we're talking super flex especially, like you don't really want to part with your your future picks right now to buy a guy like Evans. But I definitely think sure. we know the the dynasty community can be very fickle on receivers, especially young ones. And if they don't produce right away, like how many receivers have you seen over the last couple of years where we value them as like top 40, top 50 guys, right? When they come in the league, then they don't hit right away. And then we're like, oh, well, he must not be that good. Now, that doesn't mean they can't be good, but we tend to be very fickle on a guy like a rookie that comes in and then they don't produce right away their value tank. So I think the way to buy a guy like Evans or like last year, Keenan Allen, I tend to think they're probably bad bets because you you don't go from like the mid 30s in ADP at a 28 year old receiver into the into the teens, unless you're really getting steamed up due to like the current year's projection. But I think a guy like Evans is a perfect buy. If you're if you're sitting there and you drafted like Sky Moore or someone like that and you're going, ah, I don't know. I don't want to subject myself to the way we're going to react if Sky Moore is not any good as a rookie. I think that's how you get a guy like Evans. You, you don't trade your future picks, but I'd be totally fine betting against one of these rookie receivers this year and going and getting an Evans for the stretch run. Yeah, good points there as well. Looking at the trade finder from DLF, 
Uh, I, I've got to say, I'm, I'm surprised how cheap Mike Evans actually has been. Mike Evans, even up for my guy Juju. Uh, I, I love Juju, but I think I'm probably going with Mike Evans there. Another trade, even up for Antonio Gibson. You could, uh, I guess you could argue both sides of that one, depending on need. Uh, but uh, certainly Evans is, is the safer bet there. You hit on it a little bit with Evans and with, with some of these other guys that we'll talk about. They're, we think they're going to give us that production this year, but no matter what Evans' season looks like, he's going to lose value. What I say? He's wide receiver 20 right now. I mean, he can put up another 1,000 yards and be the wide receiver 13 again, and this time next year he's going to be the wide receiver 27 or 29 or 32. So how much is that baked into um, – to your process when you're looking for those uh, for those assets, you know you can get a guy and you feel like he's going to produce, but you know there's almost no chance he gains value. Well, I think can can we have our cake and eat it too? You know, can we can sure. we get Evans for four weeks and then just kind of bet that hey, let's say he starts off the first four weeks with you know thirty five five hundred and five, and we're going like oh my gosh, he's on he's on pace for a wide receiver one season. Can you then trade him like at his peak value and pick up two pieces? Can you pick up a future pick and maybe another fill-in receiver? We got to assume that the Patriots are, excuse me, the Buccaneers are not going to run with Evans getting 200 targets. But I think we both acknowledge he could get, you know, the lion's share of, he could get 40% of his production in the first six weeks of the season because of Godwin's absence, because there's really not a solidified number two target. So I think maybe you can ride Evans for, what, half a half a season or four to six weeks and then sell to maybe, I mean, that's the real like next level thinking. Can I sell yeah. him when he's the wide receiver two overall in week five for 150% of what I can buy him for right now and still maybe get my way to a playoff team where then it's just, you know, subject to the, the randomness of the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the tough part is uh, once you hit, it feels like you've won that trade What's the next move? You know, is there a next move? If there's not, you could still win, but I don't know if you can win as big. Really good points there, Scott. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about some more win now trade targets at the wide receiver position. Hey, everyone. Let me tell you about Dave. And for those of you that follow my work, I mean, I, I left ESPN well over 10 years ago. And since then, my income would say... It's inconsistent. You never know when some checks are coming from some companies I've worked for or when they're going to clear or some of them are they ever going to come at all or what the next gig is. So everyone throughout their life, or I'm sure a very high percentage of you, have been in some kind of situation in your lives where you're, you're just a little tight on cash or maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons in your tank. Don't even get me started on gas prices right now. Or, you know, you, you're wondering if you can afford a gift for your friend or whatever, or your kids or the bills or whatever. But that's where Dave's can, Dave can help. I mean, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected, unexpected expenses pop up. And who knows in today's world? Uh, now Dave can get you out of a pinch when you really need it. In hindsight's twenty twenty. And you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? You know, maybe you could, you'd ask to borrow a little cash. And again, now you can with Dave, which is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money than to fill your tank or buy that gift or catch up on your bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit card, no credit check needed. 
Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helpful hand from future you. So here's what you do. Uh, Download the Dave app, D-A-V-E, at the App Store right now. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. And our, our promo code is LOCKEDNFL. So again, go check out the Dave app immediately. Thanks so much. All right, we are back. We have Scott Connor with us today. Scott is taking over for Matt Williamson. Uh, Scott will be with us today and tomorrow. I think I failed to mention that. We're talking when now trade targets. We hit on those quarterbacks yesterday. We're talking wide receivers today. Scott started us off with a great one with Rashad Bateman. Uh, don't be afraid to buy those young players as win now pieces. Don't be afraid to buy those players that are already gaining value. Uh, it is it is not too late to trade for guys like that. I went with a, a, a safer uh, and cheaper option with Mike Evans and older, I should mention as well. Mike Evans. Uh, Scott, do you have another wide receiver trade target that could help you win in the short term? Yeah, I think another one, uh, we're going a little bit higher in age here. Not quite Mike Evans, but close. A uh, guy that will be 28 this season. I'll go Mike Williams. And I think part of Mike Williams' value is baked into he's already going to be playing the home stretch of his career with Justin Herbert, which is good. Uh, But I also think there's a glimpse of how he was used early on last year. And and there's a chance, you know, you mentioned Mike Mike Evans. We saw that with Keenan Allen. Before Justin Herbert got there, Keenan Allen was buried. If you remember two years ago when it looked like Tyrod Taylor was going to start. Keenan Allen, I think even in ADP, he fell down below like wide receiver 40. And then all it took was a quarterback change and then a quarterback change into a guy that we thought was really good, who was really good, to somehow a 29-year-old Keenan Allen jumps right back into the top 20. That's almost unheard of, right, in Dynasty for a a 29-year-old receiver to jump up that far. We're kind of seeing the same thing with Evans. And I think I'm uh, the reason I'm going after Mike Williams is there's a chance that Mike Williams just flip-flops with Keenan Allen over the next two years. And yeah, he's expensive. I think he's like wide receiver 24 right now. But there's a chance that we could end this season and he's the one that's right in the mix of, you know, top 18, top 20. He could gain value, but I think he has a really high floor. So he's a perfect win-now piece. He's probably going to be in pretty much every lineup unless it's like less than nine starters. Yeah, Mike Williams is the wide receiver 24 right now in our ADP. His teammate, Keenan Allen, right behind him, wide receiver 25. And, of course, we we thought we were seeing the real Mike Williams breakout last season. The first, I mean, the splits on this guy are crazy. I've tweeted about it before. I'll have to see if I can find that. But the first half of the season, I believe he was the wide receiver two overall. The back half of the season, second half of the season, uh, I think he was outside of the top 75 or 80, something crazy, Scott. Um, what what do you make of that, and, and is that a concern for for Mike Williams? Yeah, it's definitely a concern. I mean, the, the bigger concern is that we've seen four, you know, almost four and a half years worth of less than what his value right now is production for Mike Williams. That's, I think, the bigger concern. I will say that he's tied to an elite quarterback that's still getting better is at the very top of the list in terms of efficiency, uh, over 650 pass attempts. 
So again, I think this is more about floor. If I buy Mike Williams, barring that he doesn't get hurt, I'm very confident he's going to finish right around the range of where he's being valued. But there's that little bit extra that's milked in is, you know, I don't think if I'm in a startup draft, I could click Keenan Allen before Mike Williams. Even if Keenan Allen could outproduce him this year, it just feels like those extra two years in the same situation might be worth it. That's kind of what I'm I'm betting on here is that he's going to give me not as high production as probably Mike Evans. I, I would I will say that, but I think the value retention is also built into this as well. Whereas you're not going to be drawing dead with your asset next year. I think you're going to have an asset that basically is the same as long as he produces in that range. So he's probably more of a neutral move in terms of like he's going to smash. But I feel very confident about his floor. This is probably the, the million-dollar question with a lot of these players that we'll talk about, especially today. Are you giving a 23 first for Mike Williams? No, my, my list of what I would give 23 first for is very low, and it's probably not any receivers in these ranges. Uh, and I think that's partially just because, like, we have to speculate now, right? We're still six weeks away from the season. It feels like you have one shot if you have a 23 first. Do you really feel confident parting parting for it with a wide receiver right now? It feels like that's a suboptimal play. At least wait till the season and you you know who's having that potential top 12 season, then pull the trigger. From For my next guy, stuck with that class of 2014, 28-year-old Brandon Cooks. Uh, Cooks is the wide receiver 32 in our ADP 63 overall. He is cheap right now. He's really always cheap. Uh, at least he has been. It feels like dating back to uh, the, those concussion issues, which I believe were 2019, I think that's right, um, had had multiple concussions in one year, uh, and, and those were unfortunately very serious. And it feels like ever since then, ever since then, we've been playing with the mentality of he's one hit away from a, his career being over. And, and maybe that's true. I don't know. Uh, but it certainly has impacted – Brandon Cook's value. Uh, some recent trades from the trade finder, Josh Palmer and a second rounder for Brandon Cooks, Marcus Mariota in a super flex for Brandon Cooks. I think both of those are uh, pretty easy yeses for me. He's a top 12 wide receiver, 26% of the time the past two seasons. And you look at his past five seasons, uh, wide receiver 15, 13. He was wide receiver 62. That was, of course, the uh, year he, he missed so many games. Wide receiver 17, wide receiver 20. So uh, four out of the past five years, he's given you that solid wide receiver two production. Different than Williams and Evans and Bateman. I don't think he quite has the the ceiling of those guys, but he's also a lot cheaper than any of those three. Yeah, the, the only thing with Cooks is I agree with all your points. He feels like one of those players that at this point is probably parked on someone's roster that already feels that way and has maybe gotten him over the years at a similar price. So he, he feels like one of those players that his buy price doesn't line up with his ADP. But if you can pick up a share on some of those trades you're talking about, then absolutely. But it does feel like if, if I go to you and say, you know, hey, can I get him for this price? You're going to go, eh, you know, I'd rather hold on to him unless you're going to overpay. So I think he's tougher to acquire than what his ADP says. Okay, so that that's a good thought. I, I really... Um... I really should have led with this. Should I ask you this at the top? When you're in this situation, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be at the wide receiver position, but if you're if you're going shopping this time of year, 
and again, you play in a, a ton of leagues. Are you going shopping for Rashad Bateman in every league, or are you looking for a wide receiver in that range? Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Or maybe it's you're just trying to pick off the uh, the the productive struggle teams, the teams that are looking to rebuild, and and you're just trying to grab those win now pieces from those teams. So I guess big picture, if you're trying to make a trade right now for a win now player, uh, what's kind of that process look like for you? Yeah, I think it, I, I do like fishing in the Cooks range, the Cooks, Amari Cooper, Juju, Allen Robinson, like that range where I clearly know if they're on a roster where they're not necessarily looking for those points, that's when I'll swoop in. And I, I don't want to pay the first. I think that's the key thing. But I'm fine swooping in and doing a deal like the Josh Palmer in a second is a perfect type of offer. Does that get it done in a lot of leagues? I think you and I would probably say we're not going to get that deal done. But I think there's a lot of lesser receivers that we can go through the ADP and say, you know, Alec Pierce in a second, you know, something like that to where that person might squint at that deal and say, well, that fits my build. And you get it without having to give up that first. You still hold that first. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I like to hold my first. If I'm going to spend them, I want to do it in the season. Right. Yep. The way the dynasty game is right now, I mean, you and I, we, we could be sitting here in three months in week eight and be going like, wow, that's happening. I can't believe it. I don't want to commit with my picks. So I think that's the big thing. Don't trade your first. I see a lot of people trade their first and they'll do it for like Damian Harris and Brandon Cooks. And it looks like they're getting two guys they can play in their lineup. And then I'm like, but there's so many other range of outcomes where other people can get those type of players for half the cost, they still have that first held back to save when they actually want to make a huge move. So just don't do it unless you're getting a smash value. Well, and the thing, the thing with trading picks in general is, you know, if it's a question of should I trade my first for Mike Williams, and it might be, or even Rashad Bateman, should I trade my first for Rashad Bateman? Well, that's fine. That's okay. But what else can you do with that first? You know, if Rashad Bateman's your wide receiver 18 in your rankings, I think that's where we said, uh, yeah, he's wide receiver 19 in ADP. Could you maybe get wide receiver 15, right? Could you get DJ Moore instead? Could you, um, could you package that and get uh, a top, a top tier quarterback? So it's, I mean, those are, those are the most common trade questions I think we get, you know, should I trade this pick for this player or vice versa? And Honestly, it's one of the hardest questions to really answer because there's there's so much context missing, uh, and and so many other options that uh, that you could potentially do with uh, with that capital. And you know, it, it it's really the same thing as talking about money, right? Should I buy this product for a hundred dollars? Well, that's fine. It might be worth a hundred dollars, but could you get something else? that you might use more, that you might enjoy more, that might be more beneficial to you. Yeah, maybe you can. Um, so that's, uh, of course, that's that opportunity cost uh, that comes with trading those draft picks. All right. Uh, after this break, we will each talk about one more wide receiver that we suggest you going out and trading for if you've got a win now team. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Locked On NFL Podcast. 
Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Scott, we are back. We're talking win now wide receiver trade targets. You have hit us with Rashad Bateman, with Mike Williams, a couple good ones. Finish off this conversation. One more player you would be targeting if you've got a win now team. Yeah, I saved the best for last. This is somebody that I've actually tried to buy over the last couple weeks in my own leagues. Uh, so if you're out in the league with me, I'm, I'm definitely interested in acquiring this player. Uh, I want some more Hunter Renfro. Okay. I want to hear about he's this. Fall- this is a good one. Yeah, he he's fallen in value. And yeah. I think the logic behind why he's fallen in value is – Somewhat solid, but if you really start looking into the numbers, I I look at a lot of projections. I don't necessarily trust projections like Ryan can say, hey, I put out my projections. I'm not going to necessarily base my decisions based on one person's projections. But I I tend to think that the the Raiders are going to be a team that's at least average or above average in terms of pass attempts. Uh, They were last year. So, I mean, if you just consider, let's just throw out a number. They get to 600 pass attempts. Might be a little aggressive. Even if you give Devontae Adams and Darren Waller over half the targets, there's still room for Hunter Renfro to, I don't want to say he's going to replicate what he did last year, but you can also get him at like, what, wide receiver 50 prices? Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he has another 85, 900, and probably less touchdowns, but I think he's one of those guys that we're overcorrecting because of what his team's done in the offseason. But I also think there's there's a legit argument to say like, what if Devontae Adams is not immediately a 30% target share guy? Cause it's a new quarterback, you know, it's a new situation. So I think I, I could still pencil him in for 20% and do the math on 20% of 600 attempts. I, I think you'd buy a guy for what his price is if he's getting 120 targets, right? So I, I think that's where I'm at on Renfro. I, I, his price has just been overcorrected to where everyone assumes that he's going to get pushed out of the way because of them acquiring Adams. The other thing is, look at the Raiders' depth chart. It, I think the concentration is going to be exactly what you want. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if it's like 25-25 and then Renfro gets 20. Because it, it's pretty thin after those three guys. So, yeah, give me some Renfro. Yeah, I like that call. Um, and, and I think you made a great point there at the end, especially that even if you're worried about Waller and worried about Adams, there's nothing. There's almost nothing after Renfro. So you can feel pretty uh, pretty secure even if he's the third option, uh, I like that one. He is the wide receiver, 48 in our ADP. Price has dropped big time. Uh, great call. Great call. You, you said you're making offers, uh, so so kind of take us inside the deal. What types of moves, what types of offers are you making for a guy like Renfro where you know it's, it's, it's the opposite of Bateman, right? I mean, he's certainly not that trendy, sexy player. He's not gaining value. He's losing value. Um Instead of ascending to the wide receiver one like Bateman has, he's he's dropped down the depth chart. Uh, so it's a, a total opposite situation from your first call. What are you offering? I think to get Bay Air to get Renfro, you're probably looking at the second round pick range, yep. especially if you can bet against your pick being outside of the top three or four next year. I think we've 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 done enough rookie drafts over the years that if you're at a, a two oh nine or two ten, regardless of how good the class is very rarely are you going to look at that pick and say, oh, wow, I'm getting a choice between five or six high pedigree players. You know, at best, you might have a shot at one or two. Um, I also think if a person wants players and they don't want to sell for a second, 
you know, this one hurts me, but like I would move a guy like Wandale Robinson in a third for him. Mm. Or somebody that looks at Renfro and goes, well, let me take a shot on a guy that – because you could squint and see where Wandale has a similar, like, what, floor to Hunter Renfro. But they may look and go, well, I'm getting an extra third. I'm gaining three years. And if Wandale, quote unquote, hits – I've been around the game long enough, Ryan. If Wandale Robinson hits – what does it probably look a lot like? Hunter Renfro, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think a player like that or just a pure boomer bust profile, like an Alec Pierce, we already mentioned him. I think going to somebody with Renfro and goes, wow, I can get a, a young upside receiver that really is like the same as trading a second round pick in this year's class. So that's how I want to do it. Uh, and I want to do it where on, on specific teams, maybe my, my Derek Carr teams, why not stack Renfro instead of another mm-hmm. random wide receiver four? So I think that's how I go about it. I like it. Uh, yeah, we both love Wandale Robinson, but Hunter Renfro last year, 106 catches, uh, over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. I hope. I hope my guy Wandale has a season like that at some point in his career. But I, honestly, I wouldn't bet on it now. So I, I like that type of trade. Um, last one here, and, and this is uh, interesting that you mentioned Renfro because the guy I picked actually uh, had a trade, a one-for-one trade for Renfro and Adam Thielen. Thielen is the wide receiver 45 right now, just a couple spots ahead of uh, ahead of Renfro, 89 overall. Three trades showed up uh, recently, one for Renfro, one for a second rounder, one for Melvin Gordon. I think the Melvin Gordon is an easy accept. The second, I'm fine with paying that price, although again, it's the same question. You know, same Same thing we mentioned earlier. Take that second, you can get Adam Thielen or you can get Hunter Renfro. You've got some decisions to make there. Uh, <clears throat> and then the the trade I mentioned, Thielen for Renfro. I'm assuming you'd rather have Renfro at this point than Adam Thielen. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I, th- I think you probably, just for the the optics of the trade, you know, you're gaining seven years on that deal. Right. And is the range of outcomes really that different between those guys? I mean, you throw in other guys like Jarvis Landry, Christian Kirk. There's a lot of guys that can produce in that range. So yeah, just give me the age because the optics of it. If I try to retrade Renfro in the off season, I mean, Ryan, have you tried to trade any Adam Thielen in the last three years? The conclusion after two minutes of thinking about it is I might as well just keep him on my team. You know? Yep. Yep. There's a lot of guys like that. And really those are the guys you should be buying. So if you find that that one player on your team, of, I know he's going to produce. I just can't get anything for him. Go out in every other league and try to buy that guy. That's that's kind of the plan. That's what you need to be doing. Some good wide receivers to target. We got some veterans. We got some young guys. Some players gaining value and losing value. If you are a contender heading into the season, uh, these are some wide receivers you should be going out and trading for. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow our buddy Matt at Williamson NFL. Follow Scott at Charles Chill FFB. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.